welcome to Primary Attribute, where an actual play Castles and Crusades podcast. My name is Ian, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm the GM. Hi, my name's Adam. I play as Vons in this game, and we both go by he, him pronouns. I can't remember what we're up to in this mission. I think we're deciding whether or not we go home. I'm Erin. I play Erisine. I go by uh, she or they pronouns, and Erisine goes by she, her pronouns. Uh, and yeah, we're we're hanging out at the dumpster, baby. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, a halfling wizard. We both go by she, her pronouns. And um, I'm still trying to figure out how to make friends with these students, like Erisine told me to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Wit. I play Grix, the Cobalt Illusionist. We both go by he, him pronouns. And uh, Grix is uh, just drinking to forget right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Healthy. (laughs) All right, so Keeper of Notes, Official Historian, and Third Runner-Up in the Tri-County Carl Sagan Karaoke Contest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Eric, can you please summarize what happened last time? First off, Erisine fixed the Nara problem to the extent that it could be fixed. (laughs) With the benefit that everyone was able to leave the Ruladrin distillery. Erisine expressed an interest in getting into Nara's good graces and was told to meet Nara at the Velvet Room most any time. Wealthy and Boleslaw uh, both noticed the magical trap being prepared in the entrance of the distillery as we were allowed to leave. When they eventually reached the surface, they paid Alara in green, montaged past a trip to the bathhouse, and the group ended up at the dumpster with the group of students. Erisine was excited to possibly meet the student's friend who knows a lot about the history of the city. As Wealthy examined the remaining magical objects, she found that by wearing the orange glass ring, she could see through things, x-ray vision style, right up until her vision went black and stayed black for an hour. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) How did you forget that? <laughs> Every time you do it, it's like a revelation. Oh, that's right. That's what we did last week. Oh, that's right. On Greetings Adventures, they talk about podcast amnesia, and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that for me for all D&D games. Yeah, if I could remember uh, more clearly Vaughn's motivations at the end of last episode, I might have opened with them, but... <laughs> <laughs> I believe you stated... No, that was outside of the game. I don't know exactly what your motivations were at the end of the last episode. I think oh, you were just yeah, kind of hanging out. I think Vons uh, is uh, trying to uh, trying to awkwardly figure out what he's supposed to be doing next on this uh, date. I, I think there was a bathhouse involved in the it's true there. I don't know what Green and her cohort were up to at the time, but... Yeah, so you all are in the dumpster. It is... Low ceilinged, not smoky, but crowded, kind of like it always is, especially now that it's getting a little later in the evening. After you took some time to drink and have your vision get knocked out of commission for an hour, you know, usual bar night things. But sometimes that happens when you're drinking anyway. Yeah. But imagine you're all kind of sitting there, you know, a few empty glasses in front of pretty much everybody at this point. 
mostly eating food, now forgotten. And yeah, so Wealthy just got her vision back, her friendly neighborhood cleric, who is part of the college students, and has a name. Yarko. Which will be revealed shortly. Oh, there we go. Or that. <laughs> Determined that, yeah, it was temporary and you'll be okay. Or seemed temporary and then it was temporary and you're okay. And yeah, so it's getting pretty late and several people are pretty drunk. The college students are planning on drifting home. They, they did reveal by this point, you never actually asked them, were very suspicious about it the first time you met them, but they are students at the university. <laughs> we asked them. Didn't we? I had Hi. not the very first time you met them. You were convinced they were pretending to be students and might have been spies. Oh, I literally wrote down students from the university on my notes. Did we ask for their student ID? <laughs> there are no students idea ID student IDs. They wouldn't waste the paper. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So they're going to drift out unless all you want, all you all want to do anything with them before they go. Uh, no, not with them. No. Just say, see you later. Well, it's always worth it to have a centaur at arm's length or at within reach um, and at arm's length, I imagine. Uh, they, they have arms and legs. That's just weird. It's like six appendages. Who needs that many appendages? I feel like maintaining some kind of contact with these folks is smart, but the rats will know where to find them, right? Yeah. So long as we remember yeah, and I names. Mean, the university, everyone knows each other well enough that you can ask around pretty quickly and figure out where someone is or find someone who knows them and or know someone who knows them and so on. Okay. Well, then I, I suggest we just say, like, you owe us one and uh, we'll send a rat if we need you. Because we All did right. kind of save their butts. Don't forget to bring Talib cool. by the uh, by the nipper some afternoon. I will definitely not forget that. Now, if you'll excuse me, Meadow is trying to take the stairs while drunk, so Uh-oh. oh no, I should go help with that. You better and help hopefully your not get trampled. As soon as they've gone, um, Erisine is gonna turn to Bricks and be like, "What?" Like, what happened, though? Like, like what happened with the guy? Now, we, uh, we went and uh, checked out the, 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 the tunnel, and uh, I tried to pull a fast one, and it didn't work. What the fuck does that mean? I tried <laughs> to play a trick on him, and it, uh, it failed. 20 go to 10. What, what are we talking? What? What? <laughs> what kind of trick what? did you try to pull? Remember that one time when Grix went off with a engineer and then tried to make said engineer oh, no, think like, that shit was exploding? No, no, no. Aaron remembers. In game. Oh no! It sounded <laughs> like Adam didn't. So oh, no. very much. Wants I, I'll, to know I'll what's going con- on. Yeah, I'll confess to Adam forgetting things fairly easily and frequently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Adam has a weird sort of memory. Yeah, we uh. I uh, tried to do some magic, and uh, it, it didn't work on him, because he's a wizard. So you tried to wizard at a wizard? Yeah. Hmm. And it didn't work? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
Bummer. So, like... You okay, though? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm all right. It was, yeah. a, it was a little bit of a... You didn't... I don't know, just, uh, kind of squashed my mood. Didn't, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, it's all right. I'll be okay. Can we get you, like, a coffee or something? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nah, I think he's drinking something a little bit stronger than coffee. Uh, coffee's a morning drink. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is literally the opposite. You regularly of drink coffee after you work. Ever said wit? That's true. <laughs> it's it's just, it's just a kind offering to the overserved. Um. Oh, I'm not that bad. <laughs> no, I was thinking. Okay. No, 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 but, like, like, we, like, it seems like it's, it's, like, your comfort drink. And if, like, you know, oh, oh, I got, got bummed I got... out, like, oh, I, okay. I want to get you a coffee, make you feel a little better. Oh, uh, well, thank you, that's, that's, that's nice. But, uh, I'm good tonight. Thanks. I suspect he's drinking something a little more flammable. <laughs> well, we're, we're at a bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what time is it, by the way? Alcohol is a depressant. And Ericene, like, makes the, like, duh face. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'll just, uh, I'm gonna head home soon. Okay. <laughs> In the background, we see Alara and Green kind of taking one of Grick's discarded glasses and sniffing at it and both of them making faces at <laughs> <laughs> how bad that shit smells. Grix is fine. Uh, yeah, Vons is gonna... Grix is just tired. Vons is gonna saunter over to them. Grix also drinks jet fuel. We've established previously. We've established that Grix Vons is, is just... willing to drink jet fuel. So Vons is just gonna casually walk over to green and just say yeah yeah that stuff's better as bug repellent or just fuel if you need to keep your house warm it's, it's fine he yeah, likes no it. kidding I, I think he could use the stuff to like take rust off of armor he's small so i figure he's probably about 80 percent liver <laughs> I, I don't think that's how science works. I What do I know about science? It's fine. It's fine. What do any of us know about science? Is science a term in this world? We may never know. <laughs> As an alchemist, I think that uh, Vons is probably closer to science than anybody else. Well, what, what people might call science, but, you know, <laughs> who knows what it really is. Everybody listening is now thinking of Full Metal Alchemist because that's just going to be the nature of our audience, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> There's no overlap between people that like D and D and people that like anime. C and C, on the other hand, every C and C fan. Likes anime. It's, <laughs> it's a very weird distinction in the Venn diagram, and yet. But all right, so. Was there anything else you wanted to say to Green Fonz? 
Um, probably, but I'm, I'm, uh, in the middle of derping and can't figure out how to get it out. Um, so what time of day is it? It is night. Um, yeah, I think we established it was kind of like late afternoon, early evening ish, like very early evening, like four thirty or five kind of early evening. Um, when you guys got out of the tunnels and then you had your obligatory bathhouse episode and have been here for at least a few hours. So I'm going to say it's at least like nine or getting later. Okay. All right. Um, it currently has the vibe of like 1130 PM for you all, even if it's not actually that time yet. So, yeah. Um, I suppose Vons will just look at green and say, uh, Try not to be too forward on a first date, but uh, hey, growl, sniff, sniff, woof. <laughs> Fox, yep. speak for flirt, flirt. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm imagining that. For Ian. <laughs> I'm imagining that Bonds just said all those things. Like that that wasn't narrating what he did. Yeah. He, just, he just literally said all those uh-huh. things. <laughs> <laughs> you know i who knows maybe that would work irl uh we'll we'll just see how the comments come back on this podcast <laughs> uh or you know legal suits whatever I, I may have just offended several very fox-like people out there who uh have just been very offended by my uh, lack of awareness of fox mating ritual. To all the furries out there, we apologize. To all the kinnies <laughs> out there, we do not apologize. Go away. Ah, <laughs> oh, the furries are some nice people. They're fine. <laughs> um. So I guess green. I'm going to summarize because I'm not sure exactly how she would say this, but is flattered, <laughs> flirts back somewhat. <laughs> I have no dialogue in my head for this. You get an accompanying set of fox folky yips and such that are basically receptive, but also like don't push it, if that makes sense. Right, right. But not this as is, hostile as that sounds. This <laughs> is like... uh appreciate it call me tomorrow kind of yips like, very much so send a rat to my rat den me later. tomorrow yeah yeah okay speaking of though y'all notice alara has taken a chair balanced it on one leg and is trying to do a handstand and that is when green decides that maybe she should take alara home because <laughs> once this starts happening it's not going to stop <laughs> Uh, that's no good. Green recognizes this sign. Yeah. That's so good. That's bad form. <laughs> okay. Um. Hey, Wealthy. Uh, can I walk you home so that we can girl talk? Sure. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you when we need to hang out again. Whenever the fuck that is.
<laughs> I, I'm sure you'll find me. Yeah. Oh, I will. Bye. Bye. So, uh, Grix and Vons, you have the unenviable position of being the last two people that were hanging out in a group that are left at a bar. Uh, did everyone else pay? Did we get stuck with the bill? <laughs> Wait. Did All we of get the stuck NPCs with the paid. <laughs> wait, wait, who paid? The NPCs. Oh, the NPCs paid. Okay. For themselves, I'm assuming. Yes, I would never dream of telling Ericene and Wealthy to not skip out on a bill if that's what they want to do. I, I believe in player agency. <laughs> I get the feeling that uh, that Ericene skips out on bills fairly regularly and uh, takes care of it the following week. <laughs> well, we established early on. Ericene has people for that. That's that's more about her affluence than her character. Ericene yeah. has a tab. How dare uh-huh. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take care of it later. Um, oh, if if Ericene ever had a trading card, I'm sure that would be listed anything. at the. Excuse <laughs> you. No, specifically, Vons was supposed to buy me nachos. That does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember why, and I didn't take a note about it. Did that happen? Sure, it <laughs> happened. I think you all wanted nachos, so presumably nachos were ordered. Yeah. That's kind of the the go-to food in this crew, it seems like. Or at least in, in my immediate vicinity. Nachos happen. Extra beetles. So, Grix, you gonna go stumble home? Yeah, yeah, Grix is just gonna uh, say goodnight to Vons and clap him on the shoulder and then uh, Yeah, whoa, whoa, you, you good? Off. Yeah. You are yeah. are are you good? Yeah. I mean, uh, how how far away do you live from here? Oh, not far. Just just down around the corner. Uh, Actually, no, we're in a different neighborhood. Gonna say yeah. that is not true. However, <laughs> distance is relative. Neighborhoods yeah. are compact here, so ah, just uh, down the down the corridor and around a couple of turns and uh, one level uh, one level up. <laughs> Well, you're little and evasive anyway. I'm sure it'll be fine. That's me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna diminish you by insisting I walk you home or anything. Um, I'm not even sure in relation because I haven't seen the map yet. Uh, where my den is in relation to uh, where anybody, for that matter, lives. A good question. <laughs> that will be answered someday. <laughs> <laughs> For right now, theater of the mind. Yeah. Uh, so, Vaughn's, I presume you're kind of getting ready to leave. Yeah, yeah. Dirtling a little bit, because, you know, it's, it's been a pretty decent day. I've had a, uh, I've had a carnivorous uh, cephalopod attached to my head, and then another carnivorous cephalopod attached itself to my head, and then there was some random blackness during all of that there's there's been some general confusion so you know vons is kind of putting himself back together uh yeah so while you were putting yourself back together a small figure kind of jumps up to sit in the chair that's next to you and hey you look like shit 
comparative. <laughs> well, I uh, have a little been bit. trying some new fragrances lately. You recognize this person? Do I? Once upon a time, you were spending the day retracing your steps from a previous adventure and ran into a fellow who was trying to break into the rather well-locked back of the velvet room where they were making the Rouladron. It's a halfling with red hair and kind of a red-brown stubble going on. Looks remarkably shady for a halfling. <laughs> and I believe he gave his name to you as Jack at the time and mentioned that if you ever wanted employment, you could find him at the Oakley and he could see what they could do for you. This all floods back to you. Because <laughs> I'm sure you, the player, remembered this from months ago. <laughs> oh, perfectly. I... Okay, so they're a halfling. They're stubbly. I recognize them. They have some kind of shady-ass work opportunity for me. Yeah, the way he phrased it last time was basically because you had a small conversation where you mentioned that, yeah, you knew your way around the uh, couple of underlevels pretty decently. And he seemed to think that was an asset. Mm-hmm. Am I getting the sense that uh, he was there the whole time and just waiting for the group to leave? You're not sure. Um, you didn't notice him. And he didn't, like, come out of a closet. Mm-hmm. Be like, ha-ha. <laughs> you figure he was probably just around and you didn't notice him, but... So he may have been waiting for the group to leave. He wasn't, like, hiding behind a corner. Mm, okay. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm glad I ran into you. I had a bit of a revised work opportunity. You never came by the Oakley. That's okay. I get it. Not everyone's thing. Um, but my employer has heard that you are a whiz with the alchemy. Well, I found some interesting ingredients. I can say that much. And well, yeah, we we just wanted to offer you a deal. Oh, potentially. So mm -hmm. you know, asked around some alchemy circles, found out you know you run your little stand up near that Bartels, which seems like a poor choice of location, <laughs> competition-wise. But I don't judge. Hey, every dime I take from them, it's one less dime that they have. They're horrible. I don't know what a dime is, but okay. Oh yeah, they don't have those in reality. I just made that <laughs> currency up. <laughs> is it made of Electrum? Never mind. <laughs> I'm starting a cryptocurrency. That's uh... <laughs> I'm at the D and D version of Electrum, but sure, cryptocurrency jokes. Yeah, I I, I suspect no, perfectly. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, no. There is no, no cryptocurrency is no in this crypto, setting. And there is no cryptocurrency in this setting. I know, because I'm playing in this setting, and I would not play in a setting that had cryptocurrency. It's actually a capital crime, any wizard that proposes it is thrown off the edge of the city immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could kiss you. Well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I think I just made Ian blush. <sighs> Probably. We don't have video, though. You'll never know for sure. I don't have video. It's true. 
But so we also heard that you uh, make some stuff with some off-label uses. Jokes on them. I don't even use labels. I just kind of scritch on their Whatever. crayon. You make drugs. <laughs> we are in the habit of distributing these sorts of off-label pharmaceuticals to people who might want them. And we were interested in kind of hiring you, kind of putting you on retainer. Uh, basically, if you meet a certain quota a week of what we need, and you only distribute that kind of alchemical concoction through us, you can still keep selling painkillers and stuff, we don't care. We'd give you a stipend on top of a share of the profits. We'd take a cut, of course, because we're moving everything. You don't have to worry about moving stuff yourself. And uh, we'd also give you 50G a week and access to a very nice lab. What is it you're asking me to make for you? You know, your usual party drugs, mostly. Uh-huh. This sounds just a little sketch. Usually I'm working on stuff that, you know, people would use for healing and... Healing stuff, <laughs> cleaning wounds, you know, a nice, uh, nice poultice here and there. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm into making party accessories. Oh, you guys, I think Vaughn's might be lawful neutral. Oh, not why do you say that? Not really. I'm not really into this idea of, uh, so yeah, sure. Occasionally I do like work for the, for the people who want to maintain the city and whatnot, because I live in the city, but not particularly interested in doing work for the, uh, for this proposed drug cartel concept. Cause, uh, well, that sounds like a great way to start a drug war. I get it. We're in public. You might want not want to admit that you make certain party accessories, but we talked to a few people. Uh, Telia, I think was her name. Says you have some primo shit. <laughs> but hey, hey, you, you know you seem a little nervous about it. If you ever want, are interested. Um, again, the Oakley. We're on Ferry Street, just down the road, a few blocks, and. Yeah, just ask for Jack or um, mention that you are here for the alchemy gig and they will know what's up and can give you a show of the space that you'd be working in. It's probably better than whatever you have. No offense. Well, by design, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, thanks. Uh. Uh, maybe I'll be in touch. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, sorry, who, who are you with? You're with, you, I know you're working out of the Oakley, but, oh. uh, what's, what's your organization's name? Yeah, sorry, I forget. We're not exactly the, like, mascot uniform type. Um, we're the Alley Rats. Okay, okay, okay. Good, upstanding neighborhood business organization. 
and purveyor of items and conveyor of items to and from. Hmm. Well, it's been anyway. nice meeting you. I've got to get back to my den for reasons. <laughs> uh, all right. Have a good night. And Bonds, I assume, is like, zoop, out the door. Well, yeah, just leaves like uh, an appropriate amount of uh, currency on the table and takes off. All right. Bonds heads out into the night, which is much like the day <laughs> around here. Lights get dimmed a little bit sometimes. <laughs> So, Grix, you yes. are stumbling home through the cooler-than-it-had-been evening, and you drank a lot, relatively speaking. Yeah. You're pretty small. I'm pretty short. So, you're kind of going in and out a little bit, but, you know, you're making good time on your way home. And okay. then you are not on the street anymore. Oh. Oh. Can you describe the incident that happened where Grix lost his arm and also his friend and also the name of said friend? Yes. Ooh, story time. Yeah, story time. So, uh, see, this was, this was a couple of years ago. Um, long enough that it, it you know, all the, the wounds are healed and he's gotten used to the, the prosthetic and everything. They were, Excavating a new series of tunnels, and uh, we're hooking up the uh, the magical conduits to the tunnels. And uh, they were excavating a new tunnel and uh, uh, hooking up the magical conduit to the uh, the newly excavated area. Um, there was a cave-in. We were, we were okay, we were on the outside of it, but, uh, in the process of trying to, you know, uh, save the people who were in the cave-in, uh, the magical conduit was ruptured and, uh, exploded. Alright. And what was your friend's name? Kyrl. K-Y-E-R-L. And Kirill was another kobold, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you're not on the street anymore. You are back in that tunnel. Um, oh, no. You smell the rock dust in the air, the kind of grit on your skin, tickling your nose. And you remember this moment. Kirill is next to you. You're both digging into the dirt, trying to get this thing figured out, and... This time you notice, I don't think you did at the time, but you see that the conduit is sparking and like basically um, like flashing brighter on and off. Yeah. And much like last time, well, I mean, kind of as you're looking and as you're watching, it explodes again and you're seeing it all in slow motion. Except this time, Kirill turns to you and asks, Why did you leave me trapped? Come let me out, please. And then the explosion happens, and you black out. And you wake up in bed. Yay, bed. Doing whatever the cobalt version of waking up in a cold sweat is. At least your haunting premonition asks you really nicely. It's true. You know, it's important to have manners. 
while haunting people. Yeah, well, uh, there's a few ghosts out there that could take that cue. Ghosts can get rude. <laughs> it's true. It's like walking right through you and writing shit on your walls in blood. It's very true. Very true. Yeah, fucking ghosts. Okay. Grix, I presume you... After you wake up for realsies, I don't know. This is probably kind of in the middle of your normal sleeping time, and you kind of shake it off and get back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I find a new a cold spot in the room and go back to sleep. <laughs> it's right in the middle of your friend's spirit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of freaked out and upset. Um, what uh, did I get a sense of it being something supernatural, or is it just like? PTSD. You're not or sure. Or do I not know? Yeah. Um, I imagine you've had dreams about this event before. And sure. I'm certain. Yeah. This was similar. And if I got any details wrong, uh, <laughs> retcon them at your leisure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's it. But uh, this one's a little bit weird because I think most of the dreams you've had, you've kind of, you've rewatched it play out. Or you've occasionally had dreams where you stop it, but like, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the first times essentially the dialogue's been different. Like, sometimes it'll be hard to remember exactly what Kirill says in these dreams when you recollect them, but like, A, you remember this line very clearly, and B, that's obviously not at all what he said at the time. Yeah, no, for sure. So, you're not sure. Okay. Um, I will uh, go... Uh, I'll go back to sleep, but then in the morning I'm going to try to... Uh, I don't know. Like, do some soul-searching, reflecting, thinking about... You know, uh, my, my feelings. Searching my feelings. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's never ended poorly for anybody. No. You roll to search your feelings. You find nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Got a pixel on your feelings. (laughs) So we're going to jump around a little bit. Okay. Hey, Ericene. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's the next day from the bar. And you head down to the nipper pretty much every day, yeah? I mean, yeah, like, nothing else going on, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you are walking down the street, you know, just having a nice day, chilling out, you're you're down on the rise, you've made it, like, three quarters of the way to the nipper, when someone very large bumps into you and keeps walking. You notice, as they're going, that it's a masculine-looking orc, but they don't stop and say sorry or acknowledge it at all. Uh, but you also feel something in your hand that wasn't there before. Um, I wait until I'm actually at the nipper, and then I read it. I'm not so stupid as to, like, <laughs> read the thing. Middle of the street, whatever is going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you go and you um, read it, and... It's a short note from Mendoza asking you to come by. They have a request and job offer for you, but 
the details should obviously be discussed in person. Is it... Does it seem like it's urgent? No. Um, if it was urgent, Mendoza would tell you. Okay. You know from past experience. Okay. You also know that with Mendoza, stuff is almost never urgent. <laughs> That's fair. Like, within the next day or two would be good, but... Um, okay, I'm gonna wait until the, the day after that. Okay. And I'm going to... Instead of going to Nipper the day after, I'm going to go... Also, have I... Have we been able to heal up to... How does... How does healing normally work? I believe you recover one HP a day if you're not doing anything super strenuous. So it doesn't happen while we're at bars. No. Uh, that said, like... I have an iron liver. Most of you are pretty healed up. Hmm? Sorry, what? I said I have an iron liver. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard something very different. <laughs> the spa montage may have given us some HP. I don't know. Yeah, you're not going to like bleed out or anything. Um, if you're particularly worried about it, you can you can go and find um, basically go to your local clinic, and they'll usually patch you up pretty quickly. Um, but in general, quote in general, hit points heal at a rate of one per day, and only if the character is resting, well fed, kept warm, and the wounds being tended to. After a week, the rate of healing would increase to include your constitution bonus, if any. You are automatically assumed living your day-to-day -day life that you're not doing anything strenuous okay. um, and are just kind of healing up naturally. Mm -hmm. If you want to cash out for some magical healing, that can happen too. No, I'm just going to assume that I'm uh, healing normally. Yeah. I don't probably want to wash some of that cephalopod goo off of you. I already did that. Every that was the bathhouse. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that was, was why we spa. went to the bathhouse. Okay, so I've healed two of the five damage that I had. Great. Just wanted to yeah. establish where I was, basically. Yeah. Before I go see Mendoza. Okay, so instead of going to the Nipper that day, I pack my day clothes in my bag. Or sorry, I leave my house. Yeah, I pack my, like, Nipper clothes. Just my, like, chill, casual, hanging out clothes. Like a cute flowery blouse and some, like, shorts and espadrilles um, in my bag. And uh, I wear my um, I wear my assassin gear. My cloth up. Okay, holding on. Uh, I gotta look up espadrilles. <laughs> okay. That's what that means. They're shoes. They are. They are shoes. <laughs> and then I go see. I go see Mendoza. All right. Mendoza's shop is much like it usually is. It continues to exist. It continues to be crowded. Is not like very densely packed, but organized, and also have that look of clearly this business is either going to open or close soon. But they're not open right now. Uh -huh. Yes. Like there. Exactly. <laughs> vibe that. It always has. <laughs> and by open or close, I mean like open or close down. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, you go on in. Because, yeah, I don't think it's actually locked. And Mendoza is behind the counter. Um, they're wearing their usual 
kind of a heavy duty leather heavy duty for a normal apron it's not like a welding apron but it is made out of leather and has burns on it you know that making poisons can have hazards uh-huh. <laughs> um and kind of just looking as collected as ever hey erisine welcome take it you got my note i did uh, out of curiosity, did you hear about uh, my adventure or misadventures the other day? <laughs> Which ones? You've been busy the last month or so. You first. So sorry, you're asking Mendoza about if, your if, busting if the velvet room. About- <laughs> Oh, no, they know what happened in the Velvet Room. That's true, Um, yeah. I've seen them since then, and they definitely know what happened in the Velvet Room, because we specifically talked about Nara. No, I was talking about, like, literally, you know, the -the down-in-depth job. Yeah, okay. I heard you might have run into some relatively powerful people on accident, but sounded like you got out of there without too much trouble. Yeah, I still feel like I'm like way better at hawking my way out of bad situations than I am at like fighting my way out of bad situations. That's, and that's kind of a bummer because I know how to talk my way out of bad situations. <sighs> Sorry, you're you're it was talking or what killing your way out of bad situations well yeah i mean you know i'm gonna be a badass okay or like whatever you know <laughs> i was asking as the gm but yes mendoza oh, also sorry. asks apparently <laughs> <laughs> no i like that idea um but yeah uh but some version of that conversation <laughs> Um, <laughs> It'll get us sorted out and edit. It won't, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, well, I can understand that you might want to prove yourself. I know you've, yes, had a lot of experience talking right of bad situations over the years, but maybe not so much the using some of the skills that I taught you, which is not a judgment. There's a time and a place for such things, and I actually have a time and a place that could use your skills. Cool. Oh, also, like, I think I want to, like, try to, like, uh, figure out how to infiltrate Nara's group. Because there was some crazy shit going on down there. I want to know. I just want to know, you know? Like, no. I mean, there's many ways to do that. I'm... Not in the habit of making introductions, so you'll probably need to do it yourself, but I'm sure you can get creative. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't need your... (laughs) I've never needed anyone's help getting introduced to people. But, like... But, like... But, like... Like, what if... Like, what if she is just, like no fuck you and and I'm going to make your reputation even worse you know 
that is her strength. Yes. But like, I want that to be my strength. Then I recommend starting a bar known for discretion where powerful people collect and you overhear things. It's worked for her. Not exactly a good short-term plan, though. But can't I just, like, ingratiate myself to her and, like, work my way up in her organization and then someday, like, I don't know, do to her what I did to that one person? You know, the one. Yes, I do remember. You bring it up every time. (laughs) I don't know how not to! See, this is why I need your help still. Well, okay. Sometimes I am still a basket case who can't keep my fucking mouth shut. Anyway, what is this job? (laughs) Just to wrap up that last bit, if Nara tells you to fuck off, then I would suggest maybe starting with someone close to her in her organization, but that is lower, and see if perhaps getting on their good side can turn Nara around. Okay. But this job involves a different group of people, This would not only be a good job for you to show your skills on, I would also take it as a personal favor, because it is one of of my friends could use the the end results of this job. Okay. As such, if you decide to take it, I will be a little more forthcoming with things like supplies and any information I have. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure you could do it all on your own, but... Okay. So... You've heard of the Alley Rats, yes? Yeah, I think I think that's where Tilia gets her. I think that's where Tilia likes to get her drugs, but they—I feel like they've been like she hasn't had a lot of drugs lately. So, like, anyway, yes, I know who they are. Sorry. It's okay. They are rather prolific in the drug distribution game as much as anyone can be in this city. It's hard when your market's only a certain size. But I wouldn't know. The Alley Rats, as I'm sure you know, are run by a man known as Richard Stanton. A dwarf, actually. And the reason I tell you this is because the person we are interested in is relatively close to him. He has an elf in his employ named uh, Sane. Do you spell that as the GM? C. A with an accent mark over it. N-E. Is that how it's pronounced? Ask a Tolkien scholar. (laughs) 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 But yes, uh, Sane. Sane doesn't work directly with... Well, does work directly with Stanton, but is in the weird position of being a very reliable person who is not a lieutenant. However, she does cause a lot of problems for a lot of people, and they've decided that they don't want to deal with that anymore. She's basically on the same level as one of his lieutenants, but is a getting-things-done person. This could be a strength or a weakness for you. It means she will be slightly harder to track down. 
because she may only be there when there's work to be done or taken up. But independent contractors, like ourselves, often have fewer people watching their back than a lieutenant in the alley rats might. I would advise caution. She's fairly dangerous. I'm weirdly unable to get a lot of details about it, but she has definitely killed some people. The details of how were left a little hazy. The job is, as you can guess, fairly simple. They just want her dead. Preferably in a way that she can't come back from. Sure, sure. I mean, like, y'all really like it when people don't come back from the dead. Um, yeah. Mostly just, uh, given her skills, Sane probably has a good bit of money stashed away, so just make the body disappear, if you can. Okay. It will make it prohibitively expensive for even a well-connected person to be resurrected, if that's the case. That's fair. There's no strict time limit on this job, but in the next couple of weeks would be ideal. That said, as long as you check in occasionally and I can get an update I can pass on to the client, that's good enough. Okay. So, like, what are her skills? Like, you say she's a getting-things-done person. And Much you like you or me. Probably killed a bunch of people. Much like you okay. or me. On the precision side of things. Also seems to have a number of connections and influence of some sort. Like, always seems to find people that she needs to find very quickly. And also knows the ins and outs of many of the organizations in the Warrens. That can take many forms, and it seems to be somewhat situation-dependent, but basically a very knowledgeable assassin, probably. Or at least someone working with a very similar skill set. Knowing, like, where she lives? I don't suppose we're that lucky, are we? No, we aren't. We suspect that she probably travels around in disguise. That wouldn't be surprising for someone in our line of work. That said, um, she is spotted fairly frequently at the Oakley, which is Stanton's base of operation, so it makes sense. So I would try there. Maybe you'll get lucky, or maybe just scouting out the place will give you some ideas. Okay. Cool. Cool. I do this, this will be the first person that I've killed that I don't know. Well, it happens to all of us at some point. Is it going to feel bad? Because, like, so far it's felt okay. You won't really know until you try. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> it's a true answer. Well, fuck you. God. <laughs> what kind of mentor are you? One that is not lying to you. And not providing well, you with false comfort. Well, 
fine. <sighs> also, tell me when you decide to, if you have time in the planning, come to me and I have a poison that you can use, but it doesn't stay good forever out of the vial, and to be frank, I don't trust you to handle it yourself. They That's show fair. you. It's it's the kind of thing that I wear gloves when handling. So. Oh, cool. I, I also recommend so, like, not using it on a boot dagger, because uh, one scratch with this and you may well not be coming back. Oh my god, is it like a type four poison? As referenced from page from the CNC manual. Well, I mean, I figure we all like talk about them as in like, you know, you have your type one that does, you know, this and we makes might. people a little foggy for a little bit. And you have type two, which does this and makes people feel a little, you know, shaky and a little foggy for a little bit. Like, there's ways to explain it mechanically. <laughs> we might. Uh, yeah. It's it's dancing around somewhere between a five and a six. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's higher than we have in the book. It is not on page 21. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, six is the one that costs 18,000 gold a dose, and the effect is death if they fail their save. Jeez. Uh -huh. And it's instant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought it only went up to four. But I also don't have the book open in front of me, so fair enough. Um, cool, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely let you know when I'm in a position where that will become um, relevant, you know. Uh, I wouldn't want to keep that around, because if Thing happened, I wouldn't A, I wouldn't want to be caught with it B, um, I don't trust myself enough yet to have that on me Rubber gloves don't go with your outfit, huh? <laughs> Not that version of chic, Adam <laughs> Probably a wise decision I generally recommend applying poison only right before you need it if you have the time. Or buying something that can apply it right away. If you prefer particularly mechanical daggers. I like I like my daggers. They're both good. <laughs> Stab people. It's nice. It is a good feeling. <sighs> That's all I have for now for you, unless you need anything from me. As um, you can see. Or continue to be well stocked? No, I haven't needed anything. I haven't. I don't have anything. Yeah, like I, I am. Um, I haven't used anything since. There were these like cephalopod things, <laughs> and then fucking Vaughn's just kept being like, "Um, nom." <laughs> I'm a fox. I like to eat whatever the fuck. Even if it made the whole place scary. <laughs> I mean. 
novel flavors are somewhat limited here, and occasionally exotic creatures have an interesting spice to them. There's no excuse for the things that Vons has said. I will take your word for it. Have you met him? No. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. You should. He hangs out by the Beartels. (laughs) You know that one? I have other ways to spend my time than meeting (laughs) someone based on the fact that they eat things you find displeasing. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's all right. (laughs) Why? Why did that break, Kelly? I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? You said it. We broke Kelly. I have better ways to spend my time than feeding people who eat things that displease you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, no, I don't get it. Erickson spends a disproportionate amount of time very concerned over like, <laughs> the dietary habits of... <laughs> oh. It's true. <laughs> um. So... Do you need anything else from Mendoza, or do you think you're... I do not need anything else from Mendoza. All right. Um, Also, what day was it that we... What was the day of the week? That this happened? Yeah. No, that uh, everything else happened the other... Yesterday. Um, Two days ago. Yeah, it was the day before yesterday that your adventure in the sewer happened. Was it a Saturday? Um, Do they I'm have honestly Saturday? not sure. For some reason. Well, let's see. Wasn't your date on like a Tuesday, or did we just not establish when it was going to be? Now I don't remember. I think it was a Tuesday. I I really do think it was a Tuesday because we were talking okay, about making so. Tuesdays the date night. The accident. Okay, date so night. if you're. If Photios' date was on Tuesday, if your date with Photios was on Tuesday, then your adventure underground would have been on Wednesday, because Green and Vons' date was the morning after. Or, no, wait, yeah, so that would have been, yeah, it would have been on Tuesday, it would have been the morning for both of you, I forgot. And so, yeah, it's currently Thursday. It's all very exciting. I can't find any... Thing in my notes to explain when we all said that we would meet up again. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm just like wonder. I guess I'm just wondering, like, what? When is all of this happening in relation to the next time? Next time that oh, you all yeah. meet up, or next time that you go yeah, on a date? Yeah, the next time that we all... The uh, the date night. Yeah, I like to think Wednesday. that Ericene is thinking about everything in terms of how long till Friday night. Yeah, so it's Thursday right now. Your date is next Wednesday, so... Okay. Yeah, 
you have just under a That's week. Cool. Okay. So wealthy. So. Um, it is. I don't remember exactly when he came in, but it's been about the week or so that you needed. Or we'll cut to when it's been a week or so since um, Cog came in with the book of stuff for you to check. Uh huh. You, this is totally your skill set. You don't need to roll for this. Why would we roll dice? We don't need to roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't yet this episode. It's... <laughs> Yeah. That's fine. Good roleplay, Adam. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, yeah, you were just giving me that roll against uh, Green's saving throw against my uh, flirting. So <laughs> just let that go. <laughs> to be fair, the result was basically neutral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever really want to launch a charm offensive or something, let me know if you want to roll. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, I'll usually just role play out conversations. <laughs> That's sure. fine. Yeah. Um, sure. Because I'm a monster like that. Nope. Works for me. Also, much like uh, Aristine's conversation with Nara, there were no like acute inflection points where shit would have really spiraled if stuff had gone either way. Because Aristine managed to tell a story that was almost completely true, and more importantly, was just vague enough that it was really hard to poke holes in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my superpower when it comes to Aerosene. Straight up. <laughs> but all right. So, Wealthy, it's been a week. Given that it's been a week, Cog is going to presumably find you at the hat shop. Mm hmm. And just comes on in and uses the little step stool <laughs> that is next to the counter so he can see above the counter. <laughs> well, meanwhile, I'm standing on a on a plank of uh, on a bench behind the yeah. counter, so I can see above the counter. Yeah. So, uh, did you get a chance to look at those numbers? Did I did I fuck anything up? Uh, and I pull the book out and I put it in front of him. And I say, um, you know, I made a couple of minor corrections, but for the most part, it all looks good. Damn. Really hoping I was wrong. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, what do you? What were you looking for? I mean, that's that's some pretty esoteric stuff going on in there. It's just some city maintenance stuff. I probably shouldn't get into it. But thank you. Uh, I brought your money. Okay. You are paid the amount of money that we agreed on previously, <laughs> but I do not remember right now. <laughs> I think it was five five gold pieces. Or 50. That sounds right. Yeah, it was five. Whatever. It was either five or 50. It was one. One <laughs> or the other. Just an order of magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, if you if you ever need me to, to do anything else, I mean, you know, you did some really good work there. I just don't know what it's for. Yeah. Um. Actually, that reminded me. Out of character. Hey, Grix. Yeah, I believe you've approved of wealthy at least once in conversation with Cog, right? Like, I think it came up after one of your last adventures that wealthy did not get in your way and be annoying when you were doing like your initial city maintenance adventure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely i i talked her up. Cool. Good means I don't have to make you do it again. <laughs> so, uh, so Grix was. 
telling me you're pretty good and this shows me you're pretty good. Um, we're, we're looking for another person down in maintenance who would be doing the high-level magic stuff for certain things. Because, you know, I trust Grix. He knows most of his way around stuff. But when you get to the more complicated machines or you get to something that's not using kind of our standard mechanisms, it can be really useful to have a full wizard along. So, so you, you, you want me to come work for you? And, and like, you, you want to pay me to do magic? I mean... I don't get the final say on that, but I can give you a recommendation. And uh, to be totally honest, if you're willing, you're going to get your hands dirty and you're going to spend a lot of time in the maintenance tunnels. Uh, I'm a halfling. I, I, don't, I don't have any problems being underground. Yeah, sure. Yes, yes. I would love to do magic on a daily basis. All right. He digs in a pocket and pulls out a creased envelope that has from Cog scrawled on the back. <laughs> It is, it is glued shut, for whatever that's worth. And uh, so uh, you're going to go over to this one intersection in the Divinity. It's at the intersection between Deity Street and God's Street. Mistakes were made, in my opinion, when naming that entire area. <laughs> Can you repeat the names of the streets? Deity Street and God Street. Or God's Street, so G O D S, but yeah. Shouldn't it be God's Avenue? Sure, yeah, God's Avenue. <laughs> I like it. That is a local reference. Well, I think that's actually a lot of cities. They have avenues run one way yeah. and streets the other. Uh huh. Almost every city. But uh, yeah, so um, if you head over there, uh, you'll find our regional multi-neighborhood office. You're going to want to go and ask for River. Um, she's the one who kind of hands everything out around here. And just tell her I sent you, and it's about the the wizard shit job. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's actually magical advisor or technician. The problem is that a lot of the wizards get kind of weird about it and change their titles. So I'm not sure what we're officially calling it anymore. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I can do that. Have a good hat day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably see you around. Sounds like I hope so. All right. He heads on out. And on that, not a cliffhanger, we will wrap up the episode <laughs> because it is late. Mm-hmm. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at Facebook.com slash primary attribute pod or on Twitter at prime attribute or at primary for every one of our dank memes. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Ian. Thanks, Ian. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. 
Hey, Erisine, what was your friend's name? Which, 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 uh, which friend? I have a lot of friends. Probably, uh, sorry. That's uh, my Twilia, entire deal. Um, what? Twilia, I think, something like that. Uh, you're a known oh, friend from school. Um, why can't I, why the fuck can't I find it? <laughs> well, they've been deleted from reality now. Don't have any. Shit. Don't have any. Here we go. It's a Tilia. I was close. Tilia. Tilia Marquit. Uh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cut this long pause out. This awkward shit isn't playing well. 